What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. What's up, Cubs? You're listening to episode 35 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast with me, your host, VJ Julio. Kilo literally just walked into the room right now. Are you going to join us for episode 35, stud? You're going to come join the Cubs? The dog with the Cubs in the Cub Den right now? You're going to get eaten alive. Now, here's the thing about Kilo, okay? I had to take him to the vet today, and he has RSV. Just kidding. It's not RSV, but it's some sort of acronym that's for dogs, and... Uh, homie has that Dachshund thing where their lower back is weak because their body is literally 27 inches long and their legs are four inches long. So they're built like one of those little ladders when it goes across the top, you know, you know how that, that little giant ladder company or whatever, you can take it and it's a normal ladder and then you can make it like the bottom part of an H. And that's probably the worst way to explain it, but you know what I'm saying. You can have it go straight down on both sides with literally a rail going across the top like a bridge. And that's how Dosh Hounds are built. And a lot of times, the middle of that bridge can get weakened and be in pain. So my boy, the last two days, Kilo, Kilogram is his name. <laughs> you might be thinking, is that for drugs? No, it's worse. It was for lifting weights like a Kilo. Not like a kilo of cocaine, like a kilo of metal that you put on a barbell. All right, listen, the douchebaggery doesn't stop with the captain of the Cubs, okay? The douchebaggery doesn't stop with Papa Bear, we know that. Now, he did name his dogs after CrossFit terminology, don't go anywhere. Wait, hold on, don't go. Wait, I know that you think that kipping pull-ups aren't real pull-ups. Wait, don't go. But... I did name my dogs Kilo and Fran. And Kilogram, that's K-E-E-L-O-G-R-A-H-A-M, has fucking back problems. He's also allergic to everything and has seizures. So it's like fucking cream of the crop in terms of the dogs that are in this household. He also pees if he sees an ant. All right. Someone knocks on the door. He runs to the door. And he pees because he's scared. And I get it. But maybe just hold your insecurities and your anxieties deep down inside your soul like I've done for the last 27 years. And then I had a daughter and now I'm emotionally open. Listen, we're getting already we're already getting off track because Kilo walked in and just completely threw us for a loop. I'll give you the update on Kilo. I took him to the vet today. Homie wouldn't jump in and out of doorways. And I was super fucking scared. And then I went to pick him up and he screamed like a human being. And it scared the shit out of me. So he screams. I go, we got to call the vet right now. So we called the vet, brought him to the vet. The vet walked in and goes, because listen, like I said, kilo plethora of problems, literal Petri dish, except for physical ailments, not actual diseases. Okay. He also gets ear infections. I mean, he's like the fucking nerdy kid in class with a peanut allergy. He's like that kid in dog form. 
Think of the outcast in your high school that everyone kind of makes fun of and no one really talks to, but then he grows up to be super fucking hot and gets all the bitches. Kilo is that in dog form, except for he's never going to have that second stage. All right. He's fucking peanut allergy kid. And I love him with all my heart. But Jesus Christ have spent well over 15 grand on a dog since he's been alive and he's five years old. So listen, we took, I took him to the vet. He's fine. Okay. By the way, he's already back out of the studio. He came in. He said, you don't have treats. I'm fucking the fuck off out of here. So he's already gone. And the vet walks in and goes, oh, buddy, you don't need any more problems, do you? Because she knows him. Do you know how many times you have to go to the vet for the vet to walk in and A, know exactly what fucking animal they're dealing with. All they do all day is deal with animals. She walks in and goes, Kilo, you don't need any more problems, do you? Because he's a regular. He's the drunk guy at the end of the bar that's there every fucking day. That's my dog. And then she runs her fingers down his back and she goes, so this connection point right here, da-da-da-da-da. And then she threw out some four-letter acronym and she goes, here's his painkillers. Here's his muscle relaxers. We just want him to chill and not jump off of anything for a couple weeks. And also he needs to stay on his thyroid medication, which he's on. Forgot to add that part. Right. And just so literally I have to just make sure my dog isn't a dog for two weeks. Hey, Kilo, you know that game? The floor is lava. Everything else is lava. The floor is the only place you can be on. Don't jump on anything. Don't don't jump in anything. I have to treat him like he's a fucking cripple so that his back muscles and his spine can heal up while he's just high as a fucking kite all day. I gave him his painkiller. I gave him his muscle relaxer. And homie was just staring at the fucking kitchen stools. The chairs that are at our kitchen table, he was just standing there for about five minutes just staring at the leg of a stool. And I didn't even ask him what he was doing because I knew what he was doing. High as a fucking kite. He's, he saw colors for the first time is what I'm saying. He got, he's so fucking cracked out of his goddamn brain out of his, off of his half of a painkiller and half of a muscle relaxer combination into a sneaky treat that he swallowed whole. Didn't even chew it, swallowed it whole so that it made sure that it got all the way to the stomach acid and then it all dissolved at the same time. Homie got fucked up and stared at kitchen legs for five minutes without moving. And I was sitting on the couch with my family and I was just like, he's fine. He'll figure it out. I've seen enough of my fucking ex-teammates in college way more fucked up than that little guy. He's going to pull through just fine. So... Apparently, the doctor says he's going to be fine. He's just got to be on joint medication for the rest of his life. So he has bad thyroid and he has joint medication and he's a fucking plethora of money that's just spilling out of my pants. Now, that brings me to the first point of this podcast. Episode 35 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast is brought to you by Microsoft Edge. Microsoft Edge offers a unique browser experience. You know all the normal browsers. You got the Chrome. You got the Mozilla Firefox. That is the only thing that's downloaded in your high school. Don't use it. It's trash. You got, you know, ABC, etc. Doesn't matter. Microsoft Edge offers new and unique features that make your day-to-day a little bit easier. Now, listen, I'm a papa bear. I'm a papa bear on this podcast. I'm a papa bear in my real life. I got my two baby princess angel queens that all of my time is going to be wrapped up in them. Microsoft Edge, with my new job promotion, 
allows me to stay a little bit more organized, a little bit more on top of the ball so that I can leave the important things as the important things and spend more time with my family. So for a unique and innovative new internet experience, I recommend you try Microsoft Edge for the next couple weeks. Try it out and see how it feels. And then let me know what you think. That's right, babe. Did you hear that? Did you hear that last little bit? Did you hear that last little piece? We are sprinting our way into my wife telling everybody that I'm a drug dealer. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading, Cubs. And I'm stoked about it. I hope you're going to be right along for this ride with me. Dude, we have the sickest. I'm not even kidding. This isn't even facetious. I'm not even joking. We have the sickest merch drop coming in January. I hope you're ready. Take your Christmas money. Put it aside. Stash it in a drawer like my wife does when she hides money from me in the house. Stash it in a drawer and then just randomly pull it out when you hear about the merch drop that's coming New Year's, okay? Because we got the sickest new logos. We got the sickest sayings. We got the sickest, illest clothes shit ever. And I said sickest and illest, and I've never used those phrases in my real life, but I used them on the podcast to describe my merch drop because... That's how sick and ill it is. So take your Christmas money. Don't fucking go to Amazon, I swear to God. Don't feed the machine, babe, okay? Stick it in a drawer or do what I do with my money stash and I have one of those Yeti cans that the top pops off. It looks like a soda can, but the top pops off. You can totally put drugs in there, but since I don't do that, I just put my money in there so that my wife doesn't touch it, but joke's on me because she also has her money stash, which is actually my money, and she puts it in her underwear drawer which is so fucking juvenile because it's like that's where we hide everything from our parents that always gets found anyways they just don't let us know and then put your money in there and then we hear about the merch drop buy it all that's all i'm saying and listen there's not gonna be just clothes there's gonna be accessories there's gonna be listen babe one thing i know is that this podcast is for the ladies okay Now, if you're a guy listening to this, don't get offended, bitch, but this podcast is for the ladies. You think I don't see my demographics? You think I don't see my analytic reports every week on who is tuning in to cheer up, babe, the podcast? 84%. So this podcast and Papa Bear is for the ladies because here's the deal. Here's what you guys, it's it's almost a catch-22 for me and I'm not even kidding. It almost makes me sad. The reason that you guys are listening to this podcast, because I've asked, I've asked people, I've asked like people in my personal life and I've asked people on the socials. Okay. I've had conversations on both sides and both sides, same exact answer. I asked people, why do you listen to the podcast? And my, the answer that always gets back to me is it's nice to hear a guy talk about how much he loves his family. Now here's the catch 22 for me. That's sad to me because I feel like me expressing how much I love my family and how obsessed I am with my wife and how obsessed I am with my daughters is baseline. That's baseline. The fact that this podcast is endearing strictly for the fact that I love my family makes me sad. Not because I feel like I'm not offering anything else with the podcast, but because that's the driving factor. And it's and it's one of those things where I wonder if it's because of how guys act in real world or if it's how guys are portrayed in the real world. I feel like there's kind of this like hate monger system of like deadbeat dads and men are all 
trash pieces of shit anyways. They're good for nothing. But this guy actually loves his family. But I feel like that's I don't think that's the norm. I think that's the projected norm. I think that's the norm that we see every day on like social media and shit because the people that tell their stories about the deadbeat dads or about the deadbeat husbands, those are the ones that kind of get a light shine on them. Listen, it's not that bad out there. Okay, I know a ton of great dudes that love their families and are good dads and are good husbands. I know more. I know more guys that are good dads and husbands than I don't know guys that are good dads and good husbands. They're out there. So don't fall for the trap that all men are fucking garbage and not willing to commit and not willing to put out. The, the most important thing to me is my family. I'm just one of the few guys that tries to shout it from roof, rooftops. Most guys, let's be honest, they're 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 not big talkers. They're not big. They just kind of they just kind of live their lives, do their jobs, take care of their family, and that's that. And they don't get the promotion, you know, that someone who's loud about it gets. But don't fall for the trap of those guys being quiet means that those guys aren't there. Okay? And if you're a woman who has a good guy, you shout it from the rooftops because tell you what, we know, all right. Us guys that pride ourselves on the type of husband we are and the type of dad that we are, we know how lucky we are. We know how blessed we are to have the family that we have. We know how egregiously out of our league our fucking wives are, okay? It's just that men aren't brought up to be expressive about that. Men aren't taught to be expressive about anything, really. In general, you're taught to fucking lock that down, right? And no lie... It is seriously the saddest thing that I figured out once I did have a family and I just started shouting it from the rooftops how much I love my wife and stuff. There are the dudes out there that are insecure with themselves that literally lash out and go like like the be more of a man shit. There are still those guys out there. But I think the guys that want to have a family or the guys that are happy to have a family are not few and far between. They're there. They exist. Don't fall for the trap if you are single right now and you are in like a dating type of situation. Don't fall for the trap that all men are garbage and all men are going to dip out and all men are afraid of commitment because that's bullshit. I know from my real life that more men are good men than not. Now, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I appreciate you wanting to hear from a guy who loves his family. Because I feel like that spreads a little bit more of the positivity and the positive atmosphere around a dad-husband relationship. So don't go anywhere. But don't think that my podcast is the only place that you're going to go to find that. It's just not true. Change your bait. Okay? Take your fishing line out of the water. Change your bait. Recast. Boom. Fishing analogy. Haven't fished in five years. Bam, back on it. Okay, now I don't even know how we got sappy dappy on the back end. It's probably because I'm drinking Tanqueray, but we'll get back to that. I tried to do something this week. I tried to do something really stupid this week. And if I'm being 100% honest with you, I drink in between 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams of caffeine a day. Set it. There it is. I set it. And now you know my reality. Now you know my existence day to day. All right, babe. And the reason this happened was I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. My job has a full-sized gym in it. So I get there. I work out. I shower up. 
I put my work clothes on and then I just walk out and clock in. And it's, it's a perfect system for me. But one of the mornings I woke up, I felt good. I felt like I didn't need caffeine, right? I was like, oh, was that a good night of rest? Crazy. And it's always been in the back of my brain of, hey, you drink way too much coffee, your adrenaline receptors and your heart are going to explode. And that's not based off of anything physical. That's just my mental thoughts. And so I wake up this day and I go, today's the day. I'm done with caffeine. I'm not going to drink caffeine. And then I cold turkeyed it, right? Now, the first two hours of the day were fine. And the big problem was my job, I'm quality control at my company. So all day I am walking around. I'm I should be a fireman. For Halloween, I should have dressed up as a fireman and I should have wear it to work and I should wear it to work every single day because all I do all day is put out little fires. That's my job. I'm a glorified assistant to every single facet of the company. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm everybody's assistant because when they got a problem, they call me and then the fireman comes down, sprays the extinguisher, puts out that little fire so that it doesn't grow. That's my job. So I'm on my feet all day. Bouncing from thing to thing, project to project, project to project, getting shit done. So I don't really have time to think about how my body and my brain are feeling all day. I'm just go, go, go. Now, makes the days go really fast. Really, really enjoy it. Also, really love my job. It's very, it interests me. So I didn't notice that as the day progressed, my mood kind of depressed. Until some guys that were in the receiving team that I was helping out for this one part of the day go, is everything good? And I was like, yeah. Those were the, t- those were the twinklings. Those are the beginning stages of me realizing that I'm a little bit off, right? But I go, ah, fuck it, whatever. It's fine. I move on to the next thing. Okay. I don't give it too much thought. I just notice like, that's a weird question for them to ask. No one's really ever asked me if I'm in a bad mood or not because happy-go-lucky. I'm Captain Happy-Go-Lucky, period, point blank, at a story. So the fact that someone's like, are you good? Made me go, am I? And then I moved on to the next thing because there was another fire that I had to go put out, right? So I go put out the other fire. Then a couple hours later, I'm chatting with my boss. Now, first of all, this shit, okay, he's the man, and I have a meeting. So I have to go into a meeting, and I'm having a discussion with him and the buyer's team in my company. And he goes, are you good? And I was like, yeah. And you know that when you respond to, are you good with, yeah, like super dickish and condescending, you're probably not good. But I go, yeah, why? And he goes, you're just not your usual summer camp counselor self. And I got so fucked mad I can't even express it to you because here's the problem with that sentence okay here's the problem with that sentence he said I'm not my usual summer camp counselor vibe and the and I got so fucking boiling lava hot I was at a thousand immediately inside my brain but it's my boss not going to express anger I sat there and I had to be quiet for a second because that's the most apt description I've ever heard of myself and I hate it so much I hate it when your boy stop saying your boy is caffeinated I'm bippity bopping around all smiles all good conversation I treat everybody with respect everyone 
has my ears for the time that I am speaking to them. You have my full attention. I'm here to help you solve your problem. And I'm going to do that shit with a smile. Bippity boppity boop. Jumping around smiling. What would you describe that as? What would you describe my silliness as? What would you describe my grown ass man, father of two, but still light hearted, big sarcastic sense of humor just here for a fun time? What would you describe that as? A summer camp counselor and i hate it and it's so fucking true but it made me fucking mad don't guess so accurately a description of who i am as a person okay so from here on probably from here on I will be referring to myself not as your boy, which I hate, but as your friendly neighborhood summertime camp camp counselor. (laughs) Why did I take it from Spider-Man? I don't fucking know. I don't know. It just came out of my mouth like that. Also, I got to be 100% honest with you, Cubs. I hope you guys are having a great Monday. I hope you guys had a great Halloween. But the person that's currently talking in your ears, a little tipsy. So you're going to vibe with me for a little while. All right. Because some people in this world are kind. Some people in this world are at their core a kind person. Remember how last week we talked about those people that just be about it? The neighbors, the friends of friends that are now friends that are, they, I couldn't get a read on them, but they're just about it. Remember how we talked about that last week? More, even more so this week, I got knocked on my ass and I've been put in a situation that I've never been put in before. Because I've never really been shown kindness in the way that I was shown kindness this week. So let me give you a rough breakdown on the layout of the company that I work for. Okay, you have like the front offices, which is like the buyer's team, the owner of the company, the accounting team, the CEOs, all that shit. They're in this front office area, right? And then we have a warehouse section, right? And the warehouse section revolves around this place called ITAD, which is kind of like sorting sort and resale so there are certain products that our buyer team will purchase that we don't just refine down and ship off to japan we can resell them back into the market and that's one side of it and then there is a sort team that takes stuff that we will be refining down and go putting through a process but kind of like on a recycling aspect like a shredding recycling aspect that's our sort team we have our receiving team we have our shred team We have our sampling team. We have all these different little units within the company. And I've had to work with all of these different units in order to prepare myself to do the job that I'm currently doing, which is quality control. I have to know every aspect, right? Now, that was some nerdy, hippy-dippy bullshit that you didn't care about, but I had to give you the breakdown to let you understand that I need to know all of these different things. So I'm not tied to any one individual team in the company. I am equally involved in each individual team. Now, part of my training process for this new job position with was working with these different teams. And the team that I worked with the most was the sort team because that's where you see the most product that comes through the door. So for, I think, two months, I worked with the sort team and I was just on the sort line. That's all I did. And I was my entire job was to learn exactly what I'm looking at and being able to identify key things that are going to make something worth more than the other. Okay. Those were the people that I spent the most time with. Now I 
have been in my current position, so off of the sort team, for a while now. We'll just say a while, right? And I have good relationship with everybody in the company for the most part. And I only get to talk to the sort team like two, three times a day. And it's in a passing. Do you guys need anything for me? What are you guys working on today? Perfect. Maybe we can highlight this specific job, get it in and out of here. Boom, boom, boom. Just kind of logistics like that. So I don't get to be like super interactive with them all day, every day, like I was when I was in my training phase. Didn't matter to them. The head of the sort team comes up to me about 15 minutes before lunch one day this week. And she goes, you got a minute? Now, now I know when someone comes to me and they go, you got a minute? I have to gear up for a conversation. I have to gear up to answer some questions and or help this person out with their problem. That's just what I have to do. So when she says, do you have a second? I go, yep. And I put myself in the mental space to fix a problem. She brings me into the break room where the entire sort team is sitting in a circle around a table that's loaded with gifts for my wife and my babies and me. And I go, what the fuck's going on? And they go, so we got together and we got you and your wife and your daughters some presents as a congratulations for the new baby. And this was not expected and this was not talked about and I had no idea what to do. And I've also never been shown this type of kindness, especially from a specific group of people. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to be in my own body. So I'm like kind of trying to crack jokes. I'm thanking them wholeheartedly. I'm kind of, I'm opening up the different gifts and the different presents. And I'm not saying these presents were just like, here's a fucking card, which there was a card course, but there was also custom t-shirts for my daughters with their names on the back. What? That included an inside joke. What? An inside joke from when I worked on the sort line was custom printed on a t-shirt and it had their my, my daughter's last names on the back and it was their size. What? And there was multiple boxes of diapers in the brand that my wife buys because they asked one of my close friends, what brand does Jordan like to use? And they got a bunch of baby products in her brand so that they didn't get the wrong brand. What? There's an entire bag of self-care items like bubble bath, face mask, Epsom salts, candles, foot scrub, sugar scrubs, all in a gift bag for my wife so she can have a self-care minute. What? There is about 75 books for my daughters, all children's books, so that Charlotte can have her bookshelf stocked up. What? Dude, these are my coworkers. These are people that I work with. These aren't my fucking best friends. We never hung out outside of work yet. These are people that I show up, I clock in, I've worked, I work with them, and then we clock out, we say have a good day or have a good weekend, whatever the fuck, and we go home. And these people, unprompted, go out of their way to not just get us gifts, but to get us thought-out gifts and heartfelt gifts and gifts that mean something. And I've never been shown that, and I didn't know how to express how thankful I was. I did it individually as the kind of time trickled throughout the rest of the day and everything because 
I was just there and I was like, holy shit. People are good. Humanity is okay. You have to judge life based off of your personal experiences. And this company that I'm with, my personal experiences that I've experienced are good. And that's what I judge the current state of being. That's why my finger's so far off the pulse of things going on online and on the internet. I'm looking at my own microscope, not my phone's microscope. And here's the kicker, tipsy. Why? Because what was Papa Bear's gift? Now they know, because we spent two months together every single day, all day, they know Papa Bear's got a caffeine addiction severely. So they got me 16 NOS energy drinks. Fuck yeah. Sorry, I can do that better. They got me 16 NOS energy drinks. Damn. Right? Now, one sneaky thing is, is they go, hey, we're going to be getting, uh, we're going to have like a little thing in the parking lot. This was a couple days before the soiree surprise gift giving fucking session. And they go, hey, what's your drink of choice? And I was like, what? And they're like, what do you like to drink? And I was like, beer or alcohol? And they're like, either. And I was like, I don't know. I like chocolate peanut butter porters. And you might be thinking, you might have just rolled your eyes and looked at your brain and been like, really? Chocolate peanut butter porters? I know what I want. I know what I like. And I like chocolate peanut butter porters. Shut the fuck up. Okay. I can't drink Coors Light anymore. Also, Bud Light reminds me of my entire childhood. Actually, that made my dad sound like an alcoholic. My, my Bud Light's the only thing my dad drank. I'm not saying my dad drank a lot. I'm just saying Bud Light, I refuse to drink because it's the only thing that I stole from my dad when I was in high school. So I don't drink that shit anymore. My palate has changed. Now, you already know that back in my douchebag college days, it was all Monster Energy drinks mixed with Jaeger right and since then now that i'm a father and i'm an adult i switched that jägermeister monster energy drink to gin and celsius i couldn't do gin and juice because snoop dogg has a trademark on that so i kept the energy drink system going but i went a little bit healthier with the energy drink and now i go gin and celsius but here's the deal my usual mixture is aviation gin, shout out Ryan Reynolds, and Celsius. But the gin they bought me is a higher quality gin called Tanqueray. They bought me Tanqueray and NOS energy drinks. And if you don't think that I mixed them before tonight's podcast and I'm three deep, you're sorely fucking mistaken. Okay, babe, I took this loving, heartfelt gift of... NOS energy drinks to get my caffeine fixed throughout the day so that I stay my fucking summer camp counselor self. And a decompression, here's your gin because you're a bougie bitch to sip on at home in order to decompress, maybe watch some TV. I took those two deeply thoughtful and loving gifts for a new father of two and I mixed them together and now I'm recording a podcast for profit. I am what I am, I'm a hooligan. <laughs> some people are just so fucking nice and thinking about it another conversation that i had this week and i know you're like you talk a lot about this week but that's what this podcast is isn't it that's what this podcast is my boss 
finds out about the podcast. First of all, everyone at work found out about the podcast. Yada, 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 yada. We know that too. Then my boss goes, so what's the podcast about? And I go, nothing, really. And he's like, what? And I was like, it's just me talking for an hour, hour and a half. And it's I just kind of talk about what happens in my week. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I make jokes, I tell funny stories, we talk about anecdotes, but ultimately I just kind of talk about my experiences throughout the week. And he was like, how does that work? And I go, because people are looking for that. People want that. It's not exhausting. It's fun. And he goes, I don't get it. And I go, guess what, babe? You're not my demo. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. but yeah how about you guys halloween go we'll find out we'll find out i'm recording this podcast the the night before halloween here's the deal gracie's grandma my mother made her a homemade pair of costume and it's the fucking cutest thing on the planet and it is what it is and it happened okay she made her a homemade pair of costume and it's perfect and it's so fucking cute i didn't know if it was going to get here in time for halloween so i didn't do my due diligence shopping because what was, she, what was I going to be if she was a parrot? I was going to be a pirate. I was going to be a pirate and I was going to carry her around door to door to go trick-or-treating and she's going to be my little parrot on my arm. How fucking cute. Okay. How fucking cute, first of all. But the, but the parrot costume got here yesterday after I got off of work. And I go, okay, tomorrow we got to go find, some pirate, find a pirate costume. And we went everywhere and it's the day before Halloween. Obviously, there's no fucking pirate costumes unless I want to be a hooker pirate. Unless I want my pirate hat to say, I suck cock, and it comes with fishnet stockings and high heel pirate boots, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be a pirate, because that's the only costume left at Party City. I could buy the child's pirate costume, which would be kind of funny, but I don't want to make it about me for my daughter's first Halloween trick-or-treating. I just want to have a normal-ass fucking eye patch, pirate hat, and a sword. That's all I want to fucking wear. And have it be all about how fucking cute she is in her parrot costume. And if I wore a child's pirate costume, that would kind of draw the attention to me. And it's not about me. It's about her. We're going trick-or-treating. And she says, trick-or-treat, tick-cheat. And it's the fucking cutest. We're going to go door-to-door. And we're going to knock, knock, knock. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I don't know if you can fucking tell. But to you, this is yesterday. To you, this was last night. But we're going to knock on the doors. They're going to open the doors. And I'm going to say, trick-or-treat. And she's going to go, tick-cheat. And then we're going to get all the, everybody's fucking candy. And she can't eat it. So it's for me at my desk at work. Damn. And I'm so fucking excited. But I can't, I, I'm, I don't know. I can't find, I can't find the pirate shit. And I'm really bummed out about it. I can't find a fucking eye patch, a pirate hat, and a sword. It's all I fucking wanted. I wanted to make it super duper lowbrow. But I might just have to be like a normal, boring ass dad carrying his adorable fucking perfect daughter around to go trick or treating. I might just have to be that. I don't know. Ask me about it when you listen to this episode. Ask me how it, how it fucking went. Because who knows, ultimately. Because I'll tell you one thing that's not going to matter. The good time we're going to have whether or not daddy can or can't find a pirate costume. Because we turn up for the fuck up. I procrastinated. 
didn't get a pirate costume in time, and there's a very, very high percent chance that I'm not going to be able to be a pirate while my daughter's a parrot, so I'm just a normal fucking dad carrying a parrot around, which is the cutest parrot that's ever fucking existed, but I don't get to have the entire ensemble, and I procrastinated, I fucked up, so that's on me, and it's time to turn up for the fuck up. So yeah, fuck it, but not really. Wow, babe, if I'm being 100% honest with you, your boy's feeling it. How you doing? Should we get sultry? How you doing? You're probably listening to this in the fucking morning at the gym or some shit, and that is just not the appropriate time for me to drop it down an octave, start whispering sweet nothings into your ear. Okay, but your boy is three Tanqueray and Nasses deep. And I'm not saying I've drank three Nasses. I'm saying I took my frosted mug and I've made myself three mixed drinks. Okay, so don't think that I'm three Nasses deep. But I am three Tanquerays deep. And right now you're hitting your fucking bicep curls, looking in the mirror, or you're sitting at your office listening to this through one bluetooth headphone in your one ear the ear that's away from your boss's office door so that if they walk out of the office they don't think you're just sitting there listening to music instead of working or you're listening to this on your commute to work all three of those scenarios not an appropriate time for me to be a little bit fucking tipsy whispering sweet nothings in your ear but hey how you doing what's up were you the hooker pirate on halloween is that what happened If you weren't, you could have been. That's the only fucking costume they had left. God, Jordan and I walked into fucking Party City today, though. And we walked out. First of all, we walked out, and there was a fucking G-Wagon parked next to our goddamn car. And I was like, babe, don't hit it. And she goes, oh, my God, that's a G-Wagon. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that's about a $150,000 car next to us. And she goes, they're that much? It's not that nice. And I go, it's not about how nice it is. It's only about the ticket price. Don't fucking touch it. Their door is worth our car. But we were in Party City. Wherever we roll, we're the cutest, babe. I roll, I'm so cockstrong when I walk around with my family because I'm like, look at my hot ass wife. Look at my two adorable fucking daughters. I'm walking chest up, neck high, okay? I am a proud fucking man whenever I get to flaunt my family about to the public. I just get to go, look what I have. Jealous? Should be. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily what people are thinking when they're looking at us, but that's what I'm thinking they're thinking when I'm looking at us. Look at that beautiful family, and that's what I love. Or they're thinking, wow, that guy really lucked out. Probably wasn't going to end up well for him, and but it did, so suck a dick. We go to Party City, take Gracie out of the car seat. I'm letting her walk around Party City looking at all the stuff. Charlotte is in the carrier because she only weighs seven and a half pounds. You can still carry her around without her absolutely frying your shoulders. And we got the diaper bag and we're just wandering through the aisles of Party City looking for the pirate section. And as we wander in and out of the aisles, we live in a college town. Every fucking college girl was there last second to pick out her costume for the big party tonight. And I'm not exaggerating. I heard over five separate conversations, either in person or on the phone, that said, I got the outfit already. I just need to put some ears with it. Okay, my guess is the ears are going to be the only distinguishing fact. Ultimately, we walk in and out. Now, Jordan and I, we've talked about this in the past. Our favorite thing to do whenever we're out and about 
We leave our front door, we turn our ears on because it's time for our favorite show and it's called Everybody Else's Conversations. It's called Guess Those Lives. That's what we like to do. We open our front door, we get the daughters into the car, we back out of our driveway, close the garage, and we turn our ears on because it's time for our favorite show. So I'm already knowing when I'm walking through Party City and I hear this girl on her phone talking about, I found some mouse ears whatever or, or whatever. Do you think that'll go good with my pinup? And I didn't even know what a pinup was. Jordan had to explain it to me later. But I know that when I hear that conversation, I know for sure my wife heard that conversation and we get to talk about it in the car ride on the way home. I know that when I loop around... And I see three girls each grabbing a set of devil horns and being like, this will be hot, right? This will be hot, right? I know two things. I know, A, they're all going to be wearing the same outfit. And that outfit does not involve clothes included with those devil horns. And B, my wife picked up on every single word like I did. So we get to talk about it on the way home. And it's one of my favorite parts about going out in public with my family. When we get back in the car... It's time to recap the show. It's time to talk about, did we enjoy that episode? And the Party City episode was a little bit scary for us because two daughters, right? But my wife threw out this line when we got in. We got in the car and I was like, you heard the conversations, right? What did you think? And she goes, well, it's good to know that Mean Girl still holds up. Nailed it. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Because my wife's a fucking gangster, okay? My wife can just hear that a girl is picking out fucking ears or devil horns and they're going to put it over whatever a pinup is and wear it out to a party. Her brain does the tie-in fucking thing where she goes, it's good to know Mean Girl still holds up. Yes, that's why I fucking married you. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. Gonna fuck your shit. And that's usually my gangster drop for when I feel like fucking somebody up, but I'm replacing that with the my wife fucking nailed that analogy. This is the I feel like I'm gonna fuck somebody up drop. Looking for the next sorry fuck cocking muscle. And I know and you know that. Right? So we're recapping the show and we did not find a pirate costume. Now I should have I sh- here's what I should have done. I should have walked up to one of the girls. I can't find a pirate costume, and I need something to pair with a parrot costume but since i can't find a pirate to go with the parrot what should i go with and then i would have been walking my daughter around wearing a fucking beak and a thong and that's it and i would have went viral (laughs) but yeah definitely uh definitely very heartfelt and emotional week and i hope that You guys are enjoying your fall, and I hope you had a great Halloween. And I'm not kidding when I say that I'm letting one of you pick a tattoo that goes on my body forever. Okay? I'm not kidding. I'm being 100% serious about it. It happens in January. Get your ideas in. Now, I've gotten a plethora of ideas so far. All right? And some of them pertain to the podcast. Some of them do not. Some of them involved. One of them involved Ryan Reynolds. Which I appreciated. God damn it. Hold on. This tankeray is running right through me. Okay. Be right back. Gonna take a piss. Okay. I'm back. Now, what I could have done there is I could have just stopped the recording, 
went and peed and not even mentioned anything about it or left any of that in the episode, but I want to take you along with me. Okay, I want to take you along for the ride. You follow these breadcrumbs just like I do. We're on our way to the fucking Hansel and Gretel's house. Because I want you to know where you're at, what you're in for, where we're going. I want you right here. I wanted to feel like you're sitting on my lap. Not in a creepy uncle sort of way, just but you're right here emotionally in my lap. And you don't even have to ask if that's a roll of quarters because there's nothing inappropriate going on. You're just right here, right along for the ride. Sorry I said all that. Okay. But fuck it, time to fucking hardcore 45 degree angle turn, boom, radius, 90 degrees uh, math. We're going to loop right fucking into some unqualified father advice. Now, here's the deal, babe. I just lean forward. I'm in your face now. Okay, I lean forward. I'm here. I'm in your face because this can go one of two ways. All right. We don't know how Tanqueray and Nas... Vincent is going to be with the unqualified dad advice. Is he going to be fatherly? Is he going to be kind? Is he going to be warm and open? Is he going to follow in the path of the loving emotions that he was expressed this week and keep his heart open? Or is he going to stomp somebody into the ground for asking a stupid question? Really, that's up to you. And when I say you, I mean... Kedzler 17. Okay, my boyfriend is 43, male, and I'm a 19, female. Rocky start. My my boyfriend is 43-year-old dude. You're fucking a 43-year-old dude and you're 19. Rocky start to the unqualified dad advice. Okay, guess what? I'm boiling lava hot. Ready. I'm boiling lava hot in an instant. Read one line. What did I picture? Daughters. Okay. What did I think of? 19 years from now. What did I? What? All right. Ketzler. Bad start. My boyfriend is 43 and I'm 19. How can I explain this to my family? Okay. I guess you just walk in and go, hey, dad, you know, Joe from work? I'm fucking him. Damn. All right, let's read the post, I guess. We've been together for almost a year. He always told me we should tell my adoptive parents. Problems getting figured out, okay? Root of the evil getting realized in the first line. Two words out of that sentence we just read. Shedding light on the origination of the problem. I'll start over. We've been together for almost a year. He always told me we should tell my adoptive parents. Wink. But I was resisted because I was afraid of their reaction. Now he's starting to insist even more because he says that keeping our relationship a secret makes him feel like we're doing something wrong. R, which is starting to make him feel nervous. Should. But the thing is that my adoptive parents' biological daughter committed suicide. I'm always an asshole. <clears throat> Start that sentence over. Apologies in advance before we figure out why I'm an asshole exactly. Apologies in advance. But the thing is, is that my adoptive parents' biological daughter committed suicide because she was in an abusive relationship, and that's why my adoptive parents are very careful with me, and I'm afraid they will reflect their past experiences on our relationship, and they might assume those things about my boyfriend, and I'm sure it would be a very unpleasant experience for him. Any advice? Well, 
I don't think that your adoptive parents are going to think that the 43-year-old that you're fucking is abusive. I think they're going to be like, hey, Larry, missed you at the barbecue last week. Damn. I think they're going to be more worried about the fact that their thought processors are going to be, I went to high school with that guy, and now he's fucking my daughter. So I should put a bullet in his brain. Because my daughter has been through a lot in terms of relationship connections and past trauma that is now reflecting itself in her current relationship. And I feel like this 43-year-old is taking advantage of her because what 43-year-old who is a well-developed and competent human being would go after a 19-year-old who's fresh out of high school, who has yet to have her own personal life experiences outside of a school system, why would a upstanding, good 43-year-old dude go after a girl who hasn't started her life yet other than to be predatory and it makes me mad and now I'm boiling lava hot? Fucking, dude, listen, it's to each their own, I guess. Here's how I feel about this one. Uh, maybe instead of worrying about your adoptive parents' reaction to your boyfriend, think that it's going to be because they're going to project their daughter's relationship problems onto your current relationship. Maybe just try to see if you should be in this current relationship or if you're trying to find something that's missing in your heart through dating rather than through therapy. Call me crazy. But here we go. Let's fucking flip it. Let's flip the script. VJ, Gracie turns 19 and brings home a 43-year-old guy. At that point, so if, if Gracie's 19, I'm going to be 48. Okay? Wow. Made it, made me so much more mad. So Gracie brings home a guy who's 43. I'm going to say, baby, I feel like I've raised you correctly and to know the right decision for yourself so if this feel if you feel like this is the right decision for you by all means do it and then i'm gonna talk to the grown-ass man and we're gonna have a very serious very emotional discussion about why he thinks that my daughter is a good idea to prey upon at the age of 19 that's what we're going to talk about. Him and I are going to have a deep emotional connection with each other about whether or not he feels that dating my 19-year-old daughter as a guy who's five years younger than me is in his best health interests. And one thing that I will make abundantly clear is if he tries to turn my disdain for this relationship into a wedge between me and my daughter. That's it. But to be honest, I hope and pray that I never get put into this situation because I hope that my daughter is intelligent enough to understand that a 43-year-old that's looking for a 19-year-old is not a real man. He's a broken man and he's weak. And there's something going on inside of his brain that maybe hasn't shown itself yet. But he's also trying to emotionally feel something missing inside of his body. And my daughter isn't the one that's going to fix Mr. Needs Fixed a lot. Okay? 
So, I mean, I hope and pray that that never fucking happens. But honestly, fuck that whole situation. But mostly, uh, Kedzler, not your fault. His fault. Fuck that guy. I'd love to fucking punch him in the face. All right. Hope that helped. Jesus, definitely didn't help, but also so fucking pissed off about that piece of shit. I mean, what kind of guy? You know what I mean? Hey, here's a deal. If you're listening to this and you're 43, don't be a fucking pervert. If they could be your daughter, jump off a fucking bridge. Thanks. All right. Tanqueray Vincent is not the nicest with the advice. Okay. Scroll. Stop. Neighbor poisoned my cat. It died on my arms. Wow. Jesus. Another neighborhood cat was poisoned and needs special medicine. Confronted the offending neighbor who said he doesn't care. Unsure how to proceed. Well, you basically gave us the entire explanation in the title. It's time for a fist fight because a lot of people haven't been punched in the face. Okay. All right, but here's the deal. We're going to take a little little siesta. We're going to take a little hiatus from the unqualified dad advice because let's be 100% honest. I got heated, right? I got heated at the concept of the 43-year-old guy with the 19-year-old girl. I got heated because he's a piece of shit. And you might be like, there are certain people with that. That's relationship shaming. Yep. Fuck that guy. Okay. Just fuck him all the way. And I'm not saying actually fuck him. I'm saying cut something off. I just fucking, I mean, it's like when you're preying on a girl who's that young, it comes from some sort of fucking insecurity in yourself. 19, bro. You have a lot in common. Yeah. You figuring it the fuck out. So I'm going to take a little siesta from that unqualified dad advice and we'll fucking talk about something else. Let's see. What do you want to talk about? How about the fact that I tried for a second this week to have my pulse on pop culture. I tried because it came up at work at work. 35 year old dudes were like, have you heard the Island boys shit yet? And I was like, fuck's that. And they're like, you haven't heard about the Island boys. They're everywhere. And I go, Oh, is it like a rap group? And they go kinda, but these kids that have fucking haircuts that literally look like it was a something that fucking Nikola Tesla built back in the fucking day to transmit electron energy fucking fields from place to place. They have that haircut popped all over the fucking internet and now they're famous and they have face tattoos. And that's all I know. And they also aren't talented. That's the biggest problem. They don't have talent. So now in my brain, they go in the woe Vicky category Actually, you know what? Let's be 100% honest. I did not do my due diligence and research them. I saw the two videos that went super viral. I'm an island boy. My favorite part, or, or how about this? Since some of you are the same as me and you don't have your finger on the pulse as much as I don't have my finger on the pulse, I will break down the video with you of these two kids. Now, keep in mind when you're listening to this, these two kids are like the most talked about people on the internet right now. My entire fucking company was talking about these. Have you heard these Island Boy kids yet? And the reason is because it's something flashy to look at. It's something flashy to look at. You know how before like bright flashy scenes in movies, it says like caution, seizures may appear to people that are prone to fucking seizures because there's flashing lights. Certain human beings should come with caution. 
attention may beget these next two people, but in a negative way, but that's what we're shedding our light on as a society, and it's problematic. Maybe we'll rework the title a little bit, but we should have fucking cautions for human beings because it's just antic bullshit. Like the reason Will Vicky's famous. You know the similar that bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying because no one knows what she's saying. And then there's the fucking, what the fuck, Bad Bobby, which is like a fancy way to say Bad Barbie, but she's gangster. Catch me outside. How about that? It's just, you know what it is? It's white people. <laughs> and on behalf of white people, sorry, our bad. Because here's the problem with Whoa Vicky and Bad Bobby and now the Island Boys. I'm not 100% sure on the Island Boys, but I'm pretty sure they're all teenage white kids. Or at least they got famous when they were teenagers. They're all fucking teenage white kids. And I'm sorry. Okay. But I tried to fucking do the Island Boys thing because I was like, okay, maybe this is one of those things that I can actually fucking talk about on the podcast that actually has to do with pop culture. Because... If everyone in my fucking company is talking about them, they're all full-grown adults with full-blown lives. They don't have time to waste too much time on social media. So if this is an actual thing that's cool, let's talk about it. And then I watched one video and I wanted to kill myself. Dude, I typed in IS into YouTube and Island Boy popped up. So, problematic. Okay. Okay, so we have Kodiak Red. And Fly Soldier. And the song is called Island Boy. Here's the thing. I just, I, ty- I just typed this in for the first time into YouTube. I have not watched this on YouTube. All I saw was the TikTok of them standing in a jacuzzi. And the best part. So they're going, I'm an island boy. I'm an, and they're shirtless and they have their tattoos and it's awful. And they have the Nikola Tesla haircut. And the thing with TikTok is you can like make a video as a response to a comment. So that that comment permanently stays in like the upper hand corner of the TikTok so you know like what the video is supposed to be responding to and the comment says yo hold my breath for the freestyle when are y'all gonna drop the freestyle or some shit like that and the kids are going I'm an island boy just an island boy I'm an island that's not a freestyle you're losing in the cypher every time make no fucking mistake 10 out of 10 times, you enter the cypher with I'm an ALM by you're losing to virginity is cool. Come on, come on. Virginity is cool. What up? What up? Virginity is cool. He's got. And then it's your turn, and you go, I'm an ALM by just a little ALM by. They're going to go, bah, 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 bah. and then they're going to let this guy come in with the fucking heater. He's got virginity is cool. Come on, come on. Virginity is cool. What up? What up? Virginity is That's the fucking cypher battle we need. We need the fucking virginity is cool guy versus the island boys guy. But I was going to show you guys like just like the freestyle video of them in the pool. And so I typed in island boy into YouTube and an actual fucking music video popped up. So let's see what it's about. Now, here's one thing that I already can guarantee before we even play this bitch. I can guarantee that it's going to sound better than the TikTok did because I bet that since it's like titled and underneath actual names and shit that it probably was like professionally produced. Okay. I have not listened to a second of this. All right, babe. But I bet it was professionally produced. Don't fall for it. Okay. Don't listen to this and go, 
it actually fucking bops. Unless it actually fucking bops. I guess if it actually fucking bops, it actually fucking bops. But don't fall for it because they showed their true colors in the TikTok in the swimming pool going, I'm a Nyland boy. And if you don't know what I'm fucking talking about, look it up for that video. But we're going to watch this music video, dude. And we're going to, this is live react. <laughs> From the jump, the lyrics speak to you, right? From the jump, first of all, let me break down what's going on in the video. It's just them standing in a bedroom with a fuck ton of chops and filters thrown over it. They have the Nikola Tesla haircut. Okay. They have the face tattoos. I think one of the guys has like a Star Wars fucking glider aircraft tattoo in between his eyebrows. Not sure. But what I'm figuring out from this opening clip is they took the TikTok audio and then they mixed it into a beat because that's exactly what it sounded like in the TikTok video. And you can kind of tell that the audio sucks fucking cocks and balls. So... Oh, it's not... It's an eagle. And the other one has a 17. So one of the guys has an eagle tattooed in between his eyebrows. And the other guy has a 17 tattooed in between his eyebrows. Ask yourself if they have fucking metal covering on their teeth. You're right. I swear to God, if the whole fucking thing is this, they took the worst freestyle ever of all time that went viral and they put it into a music video and I don't think they changed a single fucking thing on the freestyle. Wow. Okay, do yourself a favor right now. All right. I know you're fucking doing something important. Sit the fuck down. Okay. Even if you're at work, stay seated down, but jump off whatever fucking screen you're looking at. And if you don't have a screen, pull open a fucking screen. You got your phone. All right, you're literally listening to me in your, this fucking podcast. Pull open your phone right now, okay? I need you to look up YouTube.com or go to your YouTube app if you're not my fucking wife because my wife literally goes into Explore and then types in YouTube.com and I go, you know, they got an app, right? But that's beside the point. I digress. Go to YouTube and type in Island Boy and click on the first video and just see what we're listening to and try not to get too mad. Okay, but that way you can be on the exact same page as I have. And I also drink three Tanqueray's before you do that. But if you don't have Tanqueray on hand, just go to the video. And here we go. Now, the music video is super creative. Okay, let me explain this to you if you didn't pull open the video. It's so fucking creative because so they got their boy like it's probably like a friend of theirs recording. It might be a professional production team who knows i don't know but they're just filming them kind of around the house you know and you might be like yeah it's a music video so they're like mouthing the lyrics along and they're you know doing the sick rap hands and shit no they're not doing any of that they're just there and they're showing you their teeth in some points they're doing like the fucking handsome guy hands on the face where like the eyes kind of squint and you're like 
biting their lip and shit and they're like huh, i got metal on my bottom teeth also got the stupidest tattoos on the planet biting off more than i can chew definitely gonna get shot too soon we're done we're done we're done we're done and i'm so fucking sorry that i could have shown you a fucking 15 second tiktok but instead we just listened to 53 seconds of that music video and it didn't change one time so we're done with that shit wow that was painful i swear to god if that doesn't have so many down okay good thank god so they took the tiktok they put it into some sort of probably fucking garage band and they made a beat and then they filmed a bunch of fucking clips around their house of them just like mm, biting their lip and shit and then they put that together and they slapped it on youtube and that didn't get as many views and that makes me so happy because talentless but 361,000 views, 4.7 thousand likes, all right? 7.5 thousand dislikes. So there's room in your heart for the faith in humanity still. I didn't mean to ruin your Monday. This is supposed to be a happy Monday, and I just made you listen to 53 seconds of that music video. My bad, okay? I want to see what the fucking comments are. These guys look like something I drew with my left hand. You know what? Libby17 actually dropped like one of the most, this is one of the most apt fucking comments. The whole song sounds like an, it's an intro to the actual song. That's what I was waiting for. For 53 seconds, I was waiting for them to fucking start ripping. Just hitting us with bars. I was just waiting them to fucking crush us with some island boy bars. But it's just, I'm an island boy for the whole song. And... It hurt. It hurt my physical being. Okay. Now, they tried to save it. They have a pinned comment and it says, this is for the memes. We'll post some real shit soon. Hey, how about instead of posting period, you just post the real shit. Because guess what you're creating? Your legacy. You went viral on TikTok for how bad of a freestyle air quotes, air quotes, air quotes, you dropped and then you doubled the fuck down and you mix it into a music video and you put and you made it last three minutes long. And since that's the only thing that you've put out, you haven't put out any actual fucking talent. So you, you release the Island Boy music video. You realize that it had seven and a half thousand likes. So you make a comment and you go, this one's for the memes. We'll, we'll, We'll post some real shit soon. And now you're sweating down the nape of your neck. <laughs> this is my favorite comment. <laughs> you guys are so brave. Don't ever give up. Whatever disease you have, you guys can beat it. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. Oh, that's funny shit. If you ever feel like you failed as a parent, gaze at the island boys and just remember someone out there was responsible for these two. Yeah, honestly, with how quickly they were able to put up production and how much like money seems to be like around them. Parents are probably rich as fuck. Parents are probably super fucking rich, but also super fucking non-existent. Why do you have an eagle tattooed in between your eyebrows? You know, but that 
that just goes to show you why Papa Bear has his finger off the pulse. Okay? Because I go to work. Everyone is talking about something. I go, these are grown-ass adults. Maybe this will be worthy of me looking into in order to talk about it on the podcast. And then we get... Wastes of time. So, sorry. Also, they're so mutually shirtless through the whole fucking music video. Anyways, God, I need to fucking cleanse my ears a little bit and listen to some actual... How about this? Let's take a second, listen to some actual fucking bars for a second. Is cool, come on, come on. Virginity is cool, come on, come on. Virginity is cool, come on, come on. Virginity is cool, come on. And that's on God. Okay. <laughs> I'm reset. Let's go back to fucking some unqualified dad advice. Scroll. Stop. Trick-or-treating outside my neighborhood? All right. I am 17. All right. And me and my friends want to trick-or-treat, but this year we are going to the suburbs so we get more candy. My dad is against this because he thinks we are going to be arrested. Take not, we are Mexican. Oh, and my dad does not like white people. Wow. Okay. Took a turn for the worst. He says we are going to be mistaken for criminals and arrested because white people are racist. Well, all right. I am excited, but my dad always does this and makes bullshit about my friend being gay. What the fuck twist and turn is happening right now? Or another friend is being a drug addict. Okay. What the fuck dynamic did we just stumble upon on unqualified dad advice? This is supposed to be fatherhood advice. Now, I know it involves a father who has his own shit going on, but okay. No cuts, no stops. Let's just read that front to back. I am 17. Me and my friends want to trick or treat, but this year we are going to the suburbs so we get more candy. My dad is against this because he thinks we are going to be arrested. Take not, we are Mexican. And my dad does not like white people. He says we are going to be mistaken for criminals and arrested because white people are racist. I am excited, but my dad always does this and makes bullshit about my friend being gay or another friend is a drug addict. So should I go or not? What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Give me, give me one fucking second. Give me one fucking second. Damn. Okay. So, listen. Here's the deal. Your dad has probably been through some shit and had some racist shit happen to him. Okay. He probably been like falsely accused of something. Or had prejudice put against him because he is a Mexican. He, I'm saying he probably has his own personal experience with racism. But now he's just projecting that on you guys wanting to trick-or-treat. Also, you're 17. I guess, you know what? Honestly, being 17 and going trick-or-treating and getting candy? Fuck yeah, bro. I was just about to dog you for going trick-or-treating when you're 17. But honestly, yeah. Fucking hold on to that child like innocent shit and i'm not saying it's full childlike innocence i'm just saying like that fun you said you're excited to go trick-or-treating at 17 i honestly like a while ago i would have fucking drug you now i think that's fucking rad hell yeah like hold on to that you know how bad i wish i could go fucking trick-or-treating like legitimately and i'm 28 it's because like once it's gone it's gone so i guess if you and your friends go trick-or-treating for halloween and you guys are about to graduate high school i think that's fucking awesome like hell yeah 
Like, that's some fun memories type of shit. Like, yo, remember when we were fucking 17 and I was picking out what fucking colleges to go to, but we went trick-or-treating up in the suburbs and my dad thought we were going to get arrested because every white person is racist. And then we ended up just getting a fuck ton of candy. Dude, okay. So this is all silly shit. Like, your dad's issues are your dad's issues. He kind of seems like he's one of those like old school guys that's kind of set in his ways. Fucking poking fun at your friends or thinking your friends are fucking gay or whatever. Like, I feel like that's just kind of old school dad shit. Like, whatever. You know. But in terms of him projecting his own, like, kind of issues with race and his own his own personal racism because of his past experiences onto you. No, dude, don't let him fucking drag you down. You're 17. You're going to be going and doing it anyways. You're going to go fucking trick-or-treating anyways because that's about fucking hanging out with your boys and getting some fucking candy. That's awesome. Keep yourself safe. Make smart fucking decisions. Go have a fucking fun-ass time with your friends. Come back, and then maybe little by little through you living your life however the fuck you want, regardless of whether or not your dad wants to fucking scream and project his shit onto you. Maybe little by little you'll be able to switch his brain over it and make it not so negative. But dude, you just do you. Go trick-or-treating. Have fucking fun with your friends. Go to the suburbs. Get the fucking big candy bars. You know what I'm saying? And just be smart. Don't do anything stupid. Because it's not... Let's be let's be honest. It's not the fact that you're Mexican, like you said, that's going to get you in trouble in the suburbs. It's the fact that you're fucking 17. It's the fact that you're teenagers. Like... Any neighborhood sees teenagers running around on Halloween, knocking on people's doors. If you're not keeping that shit relatively innocent, you're already walking. You should be walking on eggshells a little bit because it's weird to see kids that age just trick or treating and not have some sort of ulterior motive where it's like, I got to be on my guard because these little fuck sticks might try to rob something from my house or ruin my house or toilet paper, my house or fucking steal something like that's all you got to worry about. It's just the fact that you're 17. So if you keep it innocent and keep it fun, fuck yeah, dude. You should have nothing to worry about. The fact that you're fucking Mexican is neither here nor there. If I went trick-or-treating when I was fucking 17, I would be on my fucking toes because I would know how weird it is for a 17-year-old to be knocking on someone's door as opposed to a four-year-old dressed as a princess knocking on someone's door. So I would be on my fucking toes in terms of my behavior. It doesn't have to be a race thing. It's so what's the fuck is this shithead 17-year-old doing knocking on my door on Halloween? <laughs> you know? But keep it innocent. Keep it fun. Have fun with your fucking friends. And uh, have a good time. And your dad can get over his own fucking bullshit. That's not for, for you to worry about or think about. Let's do one more, Cubs, all right? <laughs> Scroll. Stop. What did you do? I didn't do fucking shit. I procrastinated on fucking getting myself a costume, so I'm just going to be walking my fucking perfect baby angel princess around as a parrot, probably as a normal fucking dad, and I'm super bummed out about that. But other than that, I didn't do fucking anything, okay? I went to work, and I provided for my household. Little Miss Digital. This is an interesting title. That's a weird one. All right, what did you do? From Little Miss Digital. She says, I'm coming up on my 18th birthday. I have a fairly okay relationship with both parents. After I turn 18, I legally won't have to go to my dad's every weekend. I love my dad, but we don't talk much. How did you guys deal with it after turning 18? <laughs> How did you guys? Yeah, that is a very specific question <laughs> to ask. And weird of you to say, what did you do? As in, all of us have had that exact same experience of, when I turn 18, I wonder if I want to see my dad ever again because my parents are divorced. <laughs> 
I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm coming up on my 18th birthday. I have a fairly okay relationship with both parents. After I turn 18, I legally won't have to go to my dad's every weekend. I love my dad, but we don't talk much. How did you guys deal with it after turning 18? This is just something that I can't really connect with. So I don't know if I'm right to give you something on this. Um, But I guess if I was to give you anything, it's... um, so you're turning 18. One thing you're going to realize in about five years is the the time that you have with your parents is extremely fleeting because as life hits you and you grow up and you start your own life and you develop your own family and you're your own full functioning adult, the time with your parents becomes few and far between. And it's very fleeting. It's something you're really going to miss regardless of your relationship with said parent like you with your dad. It's not about the fact that the time you spend together is so great. Um, it's about the fact that that's not going to be as a, it's that's not going to be an option soon. You know, so I say as you're turning 18, but you're still in this phase of your life where you haven't gone out and started your own life as a full functioning adult. I would soak up as much time with your parents as you can because you're going to miss the fuck out of them. Yeah. You're going to. Wish that you could just walk upstairs and have a chat with your dad or have a quick little weekend drive and visit them because you don't have anything else going on that weekend Um, because there will be a point in your life where that's not an option and visits are few and far between and you're going to miss them. So just because you guys don't have maybe the perfect relationship right now, just know that right now you have the option to hang out with your dad and pretty soon that option is going to be off the table because you're going to be a little bit too busy with your own life and you're really going to wish that you had that option still on the weekends so i would say keep hanging out with him he's going to be feeling that too in five years hope that helped all right all right cubs that's episode 35 cheer up the podcast i think it's a long one I think it was a little bit longer one. Who fucking knows? Haven't edited it yet. But I hope you guys had a fantastic Halloween. Stash that money for the merch drop for the new year. It's going to be fucking fun. It's going to be a good one. Uh, leave a review for the podcast if you would like on Apple Podcasts. Follow the Instagram Cheer Up Babe Podcast. Um, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, do anything that you guys would like to do in order to promote the podcast a little bit because you guys are the Cubs and we hang out in the den every week. And this den's room enough for all. Now, listen, there are some definite cucks of cheer bear. The podcast are going to be watching from the corner. By the way, my wife made it back out of the corner. She's back in the den with us, but it's fine. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed your hour and a half of decompression i hope you enjoyed yourself hope you started this week off right so go out there have a great week don't be a bummer and cheer up babe